I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Whether you're a hopeless romantic, single and not ready to mingle, or still together with your high school sweetheart, we have got you covered this Valentine's Day. We're talking about the art of asking good questions, the kind of questions that lead to love, romantic or platonic. I sat down with Bella Gandhi, dating coach and founder of Smart Dating Academy, to talk through good questions to ask on a date. Now she told me more about how she likes to frame her first questions. A question that allows you to connect with somebody, to have fun, and to see what makes them tick. Yeah. Easy breezy. Yeah. So staying away, of course, from the controversial stuff, right? A date is not a debate. It is not a deposition. <laughs> okay. Who did you vote for in the last primary election? Yeah. No, no, no. We're not looking for places to disconnect. We're looking for places to connect. First date questions, just have fun. Keep it easy breezy. Is the conversation easy? Yeah. So not extreme and probably a little above what's your favorite color? Yeah. I don't know how that <laughs> helps you connect to anything. I mean, if, if you ask me what my favorite color was, I have different colors. Yeah. I love a lot. Depends on the day of the week. Absolutely. <laughs> what are your favorite questions that you recommend folks asking? If you met somebody from an online profile mm -hmm. or from an online dating app, ask about the things that they say that they're interested in, right? So I don't have a favorite question, but if you need to know one, it's like, tell me about the best thing that happened to you today. Oh, that's a great one. Right? Because that forces you to think about what was great in your day. Yeah. And if you and if you're paired with someone who's like, ugh, I had a terrible day, blah, blah, Red blah. Flag. Debbie Downer. Okay, sorry, <laughs> Debbie's. I don't mean to I don't mean to denigrate your name, but you know, know what I'm saying. You don't want womp womp on your dates. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I, I think my way of wording it is usually what was the best part of your day? Right. Yeah. Um, Lisa Lobb is here at WBEZ recommends what was the last book you read? What was the last film you saw? Those are great questions, don't you think? I do. I once had someone ask the question, what was the last thing you read? And the gentleman said to her, I don't read. Oh, how do you come back from that? <laughs> First of all, I was like, never, ever, ever say that. Even if you don't read, you can say, well, actually, I've been listening to this great podcast. Answer the question you wish you were asked. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And again, back to the bad questions here. I mean, do you have, you've got to have horrible examples that you have heard over time. The worst question you can ask someone, in my opinion, I mean, there's a lot of bad questions, okay? But <laughs> why are you still single? That one is very popular. It's popular and, and terrible. It gets, and it gets asked pretty early on. Terrible like question. Like one. It makes people put their defenses up. It makes you feel judged. It makes you feel like something you've done is wrong. And some will, will try to sort of sweet talk their way into that question. It's like, what's a, what's a pretty lady like you doing still single? And it's like, thanks for the backhanded compliment yeah no you're like that's a dig don't ever <laughs> ask that question right yeah. it's never okay so when you are just getting ready to know someone or you know you're first getting to know them Bella how do you strike that balance of 
vulnerability and not going too deep. Right. Remember, I think Brene Brown says vulnerability without boundaries is oversharing. Mm. Right? Unpack that. Okay. So let's talk about you don't want to ask someone about, you know, what's your relationship like with your parents, right? You don't want to go there if it's if that's a question that's going to be hard for you to answer mm -hmm. and it's not a good thing and there's a lot there that could red flag you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go into those subjects, right? And being vulnerable, right? And that just means actually talking about yourself. What are you listening to? Mm -hmm. What are you reading? What do you like to do? That's all in the scope of being, being vulnerable. I think sometimes people misunderstand understand the word vulnerability and we have to talk about our deepest darkest secrets that is oversharing on a first date yes no one needs to know that yeah yeah I remember being extremely mindful when I was first you know dating you know as a single mom and just being mindful of how much I would share about home life and about my kids because I, I just thought that you know if this goes nowhere now you know all these things about my daughters and that would be weird that is weird, right? Yeah. Exactly. And if they're too curious about your kids, red flag. Which has happened. I, I hear you. Red I, flag. And I ran to the door mm, fast. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I have bad stories about that too. But it's like keeping your gut ready and trusting your gut. If something seems strange or makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up, it's a red flag. Yeah. So fast forward to, say, the third date, Bella. By that point, what kinds of questions do you think we should have covered by now? Covered all the basic questions, right? Who are you? What do you do for work? What do you like to do? And I think starting date three, date four, start to talk about, are you in alignment with what you're looking for in a relationship? Again, the advantage of the dating apps and meeting people there is you can state what your intentions are, right? My clients at Smart Dating Academy are looking for the lid to their pot for serious love. So if somebody says on their dating app, I'm looking for something casual, we just left swipe them, mm. right? So yes. if you met this person in the wild or you got set up by the third or fourth date, just say, hey, you know, I, you know, this has been super fun and I'm having fun with you. Right. Just checking in, like I'm dating to actually find a relationship that could lead to love, marriage, a family. How about you? Exactly. And if that person's like, yeah, I don't know. It's time to go. Yes. And you mentioned left swiping there for those who have not suffered through a dating app. <laughs> swiping left means no. Saying no. Absolutely. Not for me. Not, not my cup of tea. Right. And the advantage now, are dating apps great? No. Are they easy? No. But you can kind of get a little bit of a flavor for what somebody is like. And let me tell you, crazy can't hide for more than 10 or 15 minutes. So if the <laughs> crazy's truly there, you will see it on the app. I Absolutely. see it all the time with my clients. I am in their inboxes, Sasha, every day. <laughs> uh, so now I wonder if you've heard of this, Bella, the, the 36 questions to love. Yeah, by Arthur Aaron. Yes. By Arthur Aaron. Yes. Yeah. So, so for those who haven't, this went viral in the New York Times a few years ago, uh, but it was actually developed in 1997 by yeah. Arthur Aaron, who's a psychologist. Uh, now, supposedly, these questions, they lead to love, or at least they allow you to get to know someone pretty quickly. 
and uh, they don't have to be used in a romantic setting. I want to make sure that that's clear because that's really important. You can ask your friends these questions. Uh, so uh, you can go ahead and ask yourself them too, right? But I want to get to know you a little bit more, Bella. We know a little bit about each other, but we, you know, let's let's test some of these out and see what else we can learn. We might be able to date. <laughs> Your husband might have a problem with My that. My husband might have a problem with that, especially on Valentine's especially Day. Especially on Valentine's. Let me let me squeeze me in on the fifteenth, maybe. You got it. You All right. Got it. So uh, our producer Max Lubers has put together a few questions for us to to chat about here. So first one. Uh, now we've got to stare at each other. We got to look each other in the eye. You know, and really build the connection as we have this discussion. All right. So given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? There are so many, but I would say I would love either Michelle Obama or Sarah Blakely, the founder mm. of Spank. So I got two different people. Okay. <laughs> Why? I got to ask. I mean, who doesn't love Michelle <laughs> Obama for all of the obvious reasons? She is brilliant. She is kind. Yes. She is a master of relationships. I would just like to bask in her glow, right? <laughs> and Sarah Blakely, I really love as a female business owner. I've had my company for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I love her ethos of how she built Spanx. She hustled. She didn't take no for an answer in a male-dominated world. And she built a product that many, many, many of us use yeah, all the time exactly. and it makes us feel better. So I would love to just bask in Sarah Blakely's presence and maybe I'd even throw on a pair of Spanx for her. <laughs> she would love that, I'm sure. Uh, I think I, I'm, I'm going in a different direction. I think the first person that came to mind for me Bella was my grandmother, uh, my maternal grandmother who's no longer with us. Mm. Uh, now she passed when I was 15. And it was right before I'd gotten my first job. I was really close with her and really looked up to her. And so I remember at that time wanting to share the news with her. And of course she wasn't there. And so I think I would love to be able to have the chance to sit down with her and be like, look at all the things I've accomplished since 15. Like you would be so proud. So I think that's where I'd go with it. Mm. My grandma. That gives me chills. Yeah. I'm so lucky. As I was looking at, as I was thinking about that question, the most important people in my life are still with me. And for that, I'm uh, so grateful. And I'm with wonderful. you. If one of them wasn't here, they would be number one and only on that list. Yeah, it would be tough. All right, switching gears. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Wow. Waking up without an alarm clock. Mm. The sun is shining. What's that? I know. I know. You said perfect. Exactly. So <laughs> we're going dream here. The sun is shining. It's about 78 degrees. It gets up to 83, 84, low humidity. And have a great lunch. Go for a long walk around the lake. Mm -hmm. Come back home. Have an amazing dinner. Maybe cook it. Um, take another walk. I love walks, right? Mm -hmm. And I love walking. I would love, I love walking with my husband. I love walking with my kids because you, you can actually have the most intimate, amazing conversations when you're side by side with people. And for mm -hmm. me, my life is about relationships. Yes. In fact, I brought my mom to the studio today. Oh, that's what, is that your mom? That I, is my I, mom. I thought I saw a resemblance. She's waving. <laughs> Hi, Bella's mom. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. And I'm going to partially steal your answer because my perfect day involves sunshine. It involves the beach. Mm. It involves the people I love 
side by side. Side by side. <laughs> Next to me, maybe my kids out in the water playing um, and just doing nothing. Just laying there. Just being. Being still and just centered. That that would probably be perfection for me. In the moment, not looking at our phones, Ugh. not worrying about who's texting, who's emailing, right? That is pure joy. I'm pure with you. Pure joy. Pure joy. All right, let me ask you another question here. Uh, hopefully this leads to love, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> I already love you. Uh, what do you value most in a friendship? So... We have an exercise at Smart Dating Academy where we call what we call elevator people, finding the people in your life who are the people in your life that elevate you and make you happiest. Mm. So I can tell you with my elevator people, I know exactly who they are. I value people that are supportive. They are my cheerleaders, mm -hmm. but they are honest with me. Yes. They have my back. They will always be there for me. Yeah. Right? And I can tell them anything mm -hmm. with no judgment. That, to me, is what I need. Yes. I, um, again, <laughs> I value a lot of the same things. I, I, I saw something yesterday uh, floating around on social media that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, and, and I forgive me because I don't know the, the original source, but the idea was uh, around when having conversations with your true friends, uh, your close friends, your close circle, maybe close family, um, being able to sort of have like a, some code words between you where uh, you can say, uh, you know, do you have eight minutes? And where that reference comes from is because apparently, it, you know, it takes, uh, you know, eight minutes for someone to uh, sort of uh, be able to vent and sort of uh, feel better at the end of the process. And so if you can call a friend, if there's someone in your life that you can call and say, hey, do you have eight minutes? And they know exactly what that means. They can drop things and, and talk to you and, and sort of get you through that moment. That's what I value in a friendship. Those people that I can come that come to my mind's eye right now that I can call. That they are always there for you. And yeah. we know who those people are. What did this exercise feel like for you? Sitting and looking at each other and sort of digging deeper with these types of questions. I love it. I think it makes you feel connected to people and this was the whole point of arthur aaron's 36 questions that and these questions you can google these questions right go arthur aaron a-r-o-n his 36 questions yes these questions progressively get deeper and more intimate so good for some of you might feel you know a little intrusive but they really allow you to dig deep when is the last time you cried mm -hmm. right yeah if you were going to become a close friend with your partner please share what would be important for him or her to know Right. That's another one. Another yeah. one. And so, and then he has you stare into each other's eyes in silence for five minutes, just, and you don't break eye contact. So the theory is if you ask somebody these 36 questions and then you stare into their eyes for five minutes, you too can fall in love with this person. The eyes are the windows to the soul, yeah, right? Absolutely. Now, what about for the people out there who are single and they're not ready to mingle, right? How can they ask and answer these questions for themselves? What's the value in that? The value in that is you, it's self-awareness. So often we don't sit and think about things and we don't think about the qualities that are important to us in friendships. And then we wonder why our friendships don't seem 
like they're supporting us, right? There's an epidemic of loneliness that we're talking about right now. We have 24-7 stimulation around us with media, with our phones. We don't just sit in silence anymore and listen to ourselves. Who am I? The value in answering questions like this for yourself is high. Go do it. Sit down. And you know what? I'm going to give you guys a challenge. Take a journal. Take paper and pen and write out your answers. Ah, I love that. There's something beautiful that happens when you take pen to paper versus fingers to a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot I, old school here. I believe you. I believe you for sure. And how can you be not just a good question asker, Bella, but a good listener? What a great question. My The thing that I always do when I advise my clients at Smart Dating Academy to do is listen to understand. Mm -hmm. So many of us listen to respond. Yes. Ready to defend. Ready to defend. Especially if it's, you know, it feels like an attack or... Or just ready to be like, oh, me, me, me. Mm. I have to tell, I'm similar. I did this too. Stop. Take the me chatter out. And when you tell yourself, I want to listen to understand, you listen with different ears. You're listening with your mind and your body. And it feels very different. That is the definition of active listening. I'm going to listen to you because I want to know what makes you tick who you are, why that was important Mm -hmm. to you. And when I put myself in that mindset, all the internal noise in my own brain stops. Yeah. And that kind of listening is seductive. It is intoxicating for the person you are talking to. People feel that and they love that. I love that. I love that too. I think you just seduced me. <laughs> Maybe we, we are going to go out on a date tomorrow. Hi, husband. She's busy today. I got a date. I got a date and from in the wild. <laughs> but, you know, it's not just the question. It's it's this whole process, Bella, of, of sharing, right? It's a back and forth. It's an exchange. I mean, how do folks get better at sharing their own responses, opening up? Practice. Mm. If you're not good at it, Call me. We do date coaching sessions. Call a friend. Do a mock date. You would, a lot of people, before they go on job interviews, they do mock interviews. Like, ask me about my biggest strengths, my biggest weaknesses, and we get ready for job interviews. You can get ready for dates. Have somebody ask you the top 20 dating questions. Yes. And see how you respond. Yeah. Are you red flagging yourself? Are you interested? Do you know how to bounce the ball back to the other person, or are you manipulating? monopolizing the conversation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and the thing is, I mean, I ask questions for a living. So, I mean, you, you'd think I would be <laughs> an expert in this, but we can all use work when it comes to communicating and, and, and connecting in that way. It's, it's not in the context of a date, what I do asking questions, but I think there is an art overall to asking them. And, and I think what I've learned is very similar to something you brought up earlier on. You talked about listening to, or not listening to understand, or listening to understand, rather, not listening to uh, respond. And and I would give the same advice. I think it's all about listening. I've learned so much more over the years of doing this, right? Professionally asking questions. How much is left unsaid sometimes by a person and how much you can learn from those, those quiet moments. And watching body language, yes. I see your your eyes are popping out of your head, Bella. 93% of the way that first impressions are formed 
or through our nonverbal communication, our body language, yes. the way you look, your facial expression, the way you're dressed. So only if you think about that, only 7% of that formula are the actual words that we're saying. Yes. It's the how we're communicating, Absolutely. right? And these are things we work on. You can get better at this, ladies and gentlemen, 100%. If you feel like, oh my gosh, that person is just gifted at that. No, they might be a little better at it coming out of the womb, but you know what? They work on it. The people that seem the best are the most practiced. Yes, absolutely. And we'll leave it there. That's Bella Gandhi, dating coach and founder of Smart Dating Academy. Thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you too. This episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Max Lubers. It was edited by Meha Ahmed and mixed by Brenda Ruiz. Every day on Reset, we bring you the latest local news and national stories. If you like what you hear, consider subscribing and leaving us a rating. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you so much for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow morning.